Lena's last episode, last official episode. Wow! Oh, no. Until we make her do random chapters. <laughs> yes. Here's a pop quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, We're so... already picking them out. Pour one out for Elena. Um, but welcome to Buckheap Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 82, yet another short story summary. I think the last one that we will do. And we will be covering the willful princess and the piebald prince and her father's sword. I'm Rachel. I'm Alyssa. I'm Jenny. I'm Eli. I'm Ashley. And I'm Elena. Okay, first up, corrections, omissions, announcements. Wanted to do a shout out to Jesse for those recs on Instagram. We see those. Thanks for the word of mouth. And to Tealer Kid. Tealer? <laughs> Tyler KD? Tyler Kid? For Tyler the, the five kid. star review on Apple Podcasts. Tilerked. Tilerked. Thank you, Tilerked. Um, we also have a couple emails, but um, I cannot read until spoiler section. Rude! So wow. That's just the way it is. <laughs> but, you know, those spoiler sections, it's like relativity. You know, they're getting farther away, closer. Pretty soon I'm going to go back and listen to all the spoilers. I need a spoiler mashup. Can you just whip that up for me? <laughs> yeah, I'll just get... Oh, I'll no. Get Dedicate <laughs> roughly yeah. 1,000 hours of your life to mashing all of them together for me. Just Actually, like the entirety of the... Uh live ship spoiler sections are just why hasn't she figured it out yet why i'm sure they fucking are god damn it <laughs> <laughs> or it's like oh you almost gave her a clue or good job on not giving her a clue on this <laughs> yeah i'm uh, it turns out i'm like terrible at like remembering what a spoiler is and i just say spoilers and you just never caught them so I, and sometimes great. i did catch them so, and I said, stop spoiling. Um, Dylan, we will read your, your emails in the spoiler section. So, now that that's out of the way, one last announcement. Uh, so, we will be starting the Fits and the Fool trilogy in September. It's going to be Fool's Assassin prologue through chapter four that will post on the 20th of September, barring any schedule changes. But that's the goal. So now reading. is when I start getting really confused on the book titles. We call it Fool's Tears. Am I right? I'm the fool. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one. Yeah, Fool's Assassin is book one of the Fits and Fool trilogy. So. All right. So first up, we're going to do this chronologically. So we're going to hit the Willful Princess and the Piebald Prince, just like you the guys. last short stories. Yes. We went to some darker places with these two short stories. <laughs> they, got, they got real them. dark. It's just it's like, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you were telling me about the second half of the Her Father's Sword one yeah. at my birthday celebration, I was like, well, I'm sure it's not that. Oh, no, it really is that no, bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Mm. You know, just good vibes. Yeah, do we need a, do we need a content warning? Um I need a band-aid on my heart. Content uh, warning for darkness. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, darkness in general, but, like, her father's sword specifically has, like, some, you know, touchy subject. It's more like, it's talked about, like, oh, this, you know, happened, but it's still there. So. Yeah. 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 It's, there's some, there's some, definitely some rape the and other people, violence. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. And it's not like, uh, 
you know, it's not like subtly in there. It's like you're reading and you don't expect anything. And oh shit! Oh, I just got hit by a bus. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, except for, I mean, not to get into it before we get to it, but Fitz was like, y'all are going to get raped by people that you don't want to rape you. And then it's like, oh yeah, that happened. And it's like, okay, well. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was it was well well announced, but at the same time, it's still like, what's a surprise? So anyway, we can talk about that when we get there, but I just- We'll get to like, that one after. Content warning on the episode. Yeah. Yes, yes, okay. Yep, yep. But if you're not into that, just let's keep listening and then- we're, we're yeah. gonna do willful prince prince yeah. i'll, I'll make a, a siren sound for you yeah <laughs> it is as though in the story fitz rode up and looked directly at the audience and said this is the content warning for this chapter <laughs> <laughs> fitz is and everyone said warning. boo and he walked away mopey <laughs> I don't we were like, yes everyone cheered because he was so mopey <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so the Willful Princess and the Piebald Prince. Uh, besides the live ship books, I think we get the most emails about reading this story. So here it is, y'all. Twipitipitepepe, as it is affectionately <laughs> called by everyone that emails us, was published as a novella in 2013, which is the same year as Blood of Dragons, but before any of the Fits in the Fool books came out. When asked, Joey referred to this one as The King and the Horse. <laughs> And would that I could leave the summary at that. But Twipitipitipipa is basically the story of the origin of the hatred of the witted that we see in Fitz's timeline, and also most probably the origin of the wit strain in the Farseer line. But I'm calling bullshit on that early. So this one is told from the point of view of Felicity, who is gay and is broken down into two time periods. In the first, Felicity tells an unknown tale of growing up, the companion of Princess Caution. Her parents are virile and capable, ew, who secretly fell in love with the witted stable master, who's a guy named Lossler that everyone just says is from Chalced, but like, was he though? Uh, anyways, <laughs> Lossler was witted, his companion was a piebald horse, and I'm going to put my horse girl cap on and tell you that the term piebald refers to a horse that is usually white with dark splotches. It comes from magpies, uh, but you may also hear the term pinto. It does not refer to a breed. It's about coloring, though some breeds must have specific coloring, et cetera, et cetera. Scoobald is basically the same as piebald, oh, except it's for... <laughs> oh, my God, I have a Rachel. Point. I have a point. This is amazing. Okay. I have a point. Scoobald. Scoobald is basically the same as piebald, except that it's for any color combo, not black and white, which usually means red and white, which is actually what the piebald print should be referred to, seeing as his birthmarks are red, but we're going to move on. But we needed alliteration, so it's not scoobald prints, it's piebald. <laughs> yeah. And piebald worked better when we did the piebald cast back in the podcast. It's true. So. It is true. Yeah. And to be fair, pie, piebald referred to the horse's coloring accurately because it was a black and white horse. So while it's not an accurate reference to the prince's coloring by horse people terminology, if they're <laughs> using it as like a pun about the sire, um, then it fits. Oh, King and the horse. Well, you know, and also, <laughs> also, it just sounds better. And sometimes you just got to make those choices, yeah, right? Yeah, yep. sacrifice, yeah. All right. Yeah, sac so. sacrifice a little bit and of accuracy there will, there will on extremely always... obscure terminology. Yeah, and there's always going to be a horse girl to really flush it out for you, so. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful, Rachel. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, so, uh... 
Caution is a very typical princess who kind of has the whole Queen Elizabeth vibe at the end because she's in love with this guy who's too low for her. And then Felicity is very jealous and rejected and basically tricks Caution into thinking that she's also hooked up with Lossler. And this prompts Caution to hurt Lossler by trying to sell his horse for his magnificent, untamable super horse like the pie. So now because no one likes Chalced and some people were mad that Lossler had been appointed stable master, they weren't really nice about the whole selling the horse thing. So in the ensuing resistance and fight Lossler and his horse are super stabbed and killed and then caution realizes that she loves Lossler as he's dying and it's very dramatic do we want to talk about the first section now or we want to go through the next section and then talk about all of it because i feel like there's a lot to digest in this I, I, feel, I feel like it's like it's three like we read three discrete stories so this is like i mean my proposal would be let's talk about the willful princess and then all right like, fine yeah. let's go willful yeah. princess um the princess and Lossler and all that okay fine but felicity's mom is fucking bananas crazy (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck why wouldn't you let your daughter in on that whole story uh, the whole plan so that she could pick her you know random guy to sleep with accordingly (laughs) right just get pregnant and i'll tell you my plan later i mean and then she's like a redhead who sleeps with a redhead (laughs) what This is like the highest risk reward game I've ever heard of. <laughs> it's such an insane plan. Zero reward. Well, okay. She's like, we'll just install him on the throne and then later he'll give us favors after we wreck his entire life by telling him who he really is. But also, like, he has no reason to believe you. You could be like, oh, I switched you when you were a baby. And he could be like, no, you didn't. Yeah. yeah. End of that conversation. So yeah. I have I have maybe a batshit uh idea but he she mentions for a moment that if she does switch the baby out with her own child that maybe she could hide the real prince you know for collateral later with you know oh you just happen to have some fucking cousins that are out a couple counties over let's just hide them with them my theory is she's played this game before and she's got some other royalty stashed mm. <laughs> she's just, oh, just my just caution. my batshit theory anyway is caution also a fake princess i think that, that the cousin is some test... other fake royalty not necessarily a prince but i think the thing that just like struck me so much with the mom is when she finally tells what the plan is she's like well yeah we're just gonna like take our poor kid swap it out with some rich kid and then just be like nanny nanny boo boo switched it and like <laughs> that's enough for her like there's yeah, no, because like, it's not like she's going to become a queen. It's not. Like yeah. just, it's just insane. Like, just might live slightly better if they get a favor. Yeah. Well, here, I mean, here's the other thing: is from from like an emotional bonding perspective, like the the emotional payout of this game is not going to sustain you. Like, you're not going to be able to bond with this child. It's not going to be your child. So well, even if like biologically you're like, oh, that's mine you're not going to have any kind of significant relationship with it. It's And the child that you're left to raise is the one you're emotionally bonding to. So you're going to be bonded to the real prince or princess. And like, I don't know. It's kind of fucked up. Like, it I would argue that the mom no is not really emotionally bonded with Felicity, with any, nor any does she care to be with her grandchildren because, and it's probably because she's a wet nurse and she's just used to it being kind of like a factory situation. Mm. 
Yeah. Also, like the whole children all look the same. I'm sorry. No. When I, I, I had my son at the hospital and I made a fucking point to memorize like the things about him that were unique before he left that fucking room and left my You're line like of sight. Marker on the I would have drawn a star on his forehead with a fucking Sharpie because there's this <laughs> there's this This American Life episode about a baby swap situation and that shit's terrifying. Well, lucky for me, Ty- Tycho was born with several like cute little um, interesting things like two of his toes are like used and he's got that same like, and we his got pinky fingers like bent in a little bit so he had some very unique markers and i was like okay i've identified his unique like confirmation parts if they give me somebody else's <laughs> kid i am raising hell and i'll go in that fucking like room and find which kid's mine but you know he was out of my sight for maybe five minutes and um, his dad went with him prince. so it was fine he could have been, been a prince, prince. <laughs> You could have nanny nanny boo booed the rich folk. <laughs> <laughs> it would be all worth it in the end. You'll yeah. see. You'll have see. Apparently, I don't know. I guess I'm. I guess I'm missing that. I gene. told you to have a bastard child, but you went and had a redheaded bastard child, the worst kind. <laughs> well, see, I Felicity mean, doesn't even like her own baby. She's like, well, that's a thing. I'm he's a lesbian. And weird. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. then he grew up, and he's a coward. Okay. Yeah, like mother, like daughter, I guess. Um, was he I a coward? I, I have an I argument think... that yeah. Redbird is not a coward. Well, she, refi- she she referred to him as a coward. I'm not saying he was a coward. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, she considered him to be, yeah. I think Redbird did a good job at life, considering. And Redbird <laughs> yeah. could have just run away. into this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Redbird could have run away, but Redbird went all the way in, right? We'll talk about that later, but yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing um, I was also, gonna, oh, yeah. The the other thing I was gonna say, um, with the whole um, like mom thing, is just I th- like my okay. Who thought that the plan was for Felicity to be the wet nurse? Like that was I was like, oh, her mom's like, hey, this is a this whole wet nurse thing's real cush job. You should uh get yourself with a baby so you have milk and then you can nurse yeah, like the royal sure. baby. Like yes, that was that was what I thought as well. Okay. Yeah. No, instead, this is a whole kidnapping the royals. <laughs> it just, it just, I was like, really? That's what we're doing here? This is this is how this is going down? And poor Felicity. I like that it just backfires spectacularly in all ways. I, mm-hmm. It's it interesting that she listened to her mom. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I know they had a relationship and everything, but I mean, can't you? Yeah, where was Felicity's also- rebellion stage? She probably also thought she was trying to turn her into a wet nurse until the end, and then it was like, oh, well, you messed it up because he has red hair. And then it was like, oh, well, the other one is spotted. Just like, for Felicity to <laughs> yeah, be like a lesbian. Have a spotted baby. She's, uh, she's a lesbian who's in love with this princess. And then her mom's like, yeah, go have sex with a man, which you don't want to do. Have sex for the first time, which, you know... I guess technically should be special or have some level of intimacy or something in it. And then she's just like, all right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, why are you well, just, she like... was having sex with the princess, but I don't like, why are every single, like you have a lesbian for once <laughs> and you force her to I... be pregnant. Right. I'm so upset. I mean, lady patience and Lacey aside, but like, with no questions asked, she's just like, "I need you to go have sex with a man, do it right, get knocked up, and then come back to me." Yeah, her mom has yeah. quite the hold on her for her not even being a part of her life for a long yeah, time. Yeah, she wasn't like, even really around. 
I felt like these lesbians were like the same kind of lesbians that are in Wheel of Time, which is like all young girls that are growing up and not married yet are lesbians and have sex. <laughs> but then they find that they're old enough to get married and they leave that behind. And it's like, haha, <laughs> <laughs> I am a man author. <laughs> I don't do that think out that of that's. Obligation. <laughs> you know, just because they don't have anything else to do. Their family tells them that they're not going to get to eat unless they get married and have kids. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Or, or the like idea that like somebody. Friends. Or or the idea that like you know oh her her sex drive is going to be so insatiable that unless like like I mean say that say the princess was not actually lesbian I mean I think it's very clear Felicity is maybe not so clear with the princess so like her sex drive is so high that she's like going to you know swing the other way into like playing with the gender that she's not attracted to in order to satisfy that like that's also fucked up I don't, yeah I didn't get that feeling at all it was it seemed like it was always her just being like oh yeah I, she really cares about about caution that's all, oh that's yeah all I, I mean, well, yeah I, that's all I got from it really yeah I'm, I'm just I'm just saying from like from caution like from the perspective of like the the princess like that if, if she's not really feeling it, but like, oh, her sex drive is so high. Like, I don't know. Like, that was... Well, that... it's like, it's weird to me that it's like, okay, so you, you guys are in a relationship together and you're having sex at night. No one knows. And you don't want to get married. And you tell the king, I don't want to get married. And then, like, you meet a guy with a really hot horse or something. <laughs> and then that that kind of, like, swings you the other way. So, like, okay. Oops, bisexual princess. Yep. Yeah. We got ourselves a bisexual, bisexual. princess. Yeah. Or or pansexual. pansexual I mean, yeah. Was it the guy or was it the horse? <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never know. That definitely that was a thing <laughs> when when Felicity found them and the horse was like well, staring also, avidly. Like oh, presumably, this is weird. Since since you know we have read all the other books up until this point, we know that wit wit bonded people share awareness mm-hmm. during the sexy times. So. It was both. yeah so we'll never know pansexual princess sexual princess it is the horse had good ideas is all i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) and then it's just yeah i don't know for then caution believes felicity without really any follow-up questions it's just no it's like to confirm yeah well i think i think uh. that actually i want to call that out because i think that made me feel very much like that was a callback to molly because molly was always like you don't you're not devoted to me you're devoted to this wolf you know like that that same tension between her and Mm. fitz Mm -hmm. is could be here because here's a person who is bonded to an animal and it's like oh you're not you're not you're not 100% me, you have this other spouse, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe that insecurity drove her when Felicity said, oh yeah, I've also been with him. And she was like, of course, because he's not devoted to me. Yeah. Like, I hold a mean grudge, and when I get pissed, I get pissed like super times a thousand billion. But I would definitely have been up in his face being like, why are you fucking other ladies? Like, what the fuck? I'm a goddamn princess. Keep your peen in your pants. And she didn't do any of that. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. they'd already had an argument about the horse. You know, maybe he'd already said, I have another argument. I can't choose. <laughs> it's a different topic. 
<laughs> well, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, that callback to that that idea of the tension yeah, yeah. between non-witted people and their witted partners having that dual loyalty mm. is mm-hmm. is kind of a thing that we've encountered before. I mean, also, it may be that she, um, that the princess thought Felicity had no reason to lie. Because, I, I mean, sure, like, yeah. she thought, you know, oh, nobody knows. I've managed to keep this secret, so she wouldn't. You know, like, I mean, I think she was willfully blind to the fact that a lot of people suspected if they didn't actually know. But um, because nobody had shoved it in her face, like, she maybe thought she was keeping her secret. And then that, because nobody knew and Felicity would have no reason to lie, that maybe it felt true to her because of that. Um, she thought right, and knew. Felicity was supposed to be not pretty, and like there, it's not like she yeah. went out there and seduced him, so she didn't think that it was Felicity doing it. It was right. clearly, but again, like him. that's even more of a reason to be like, "Yo, did this really happen?" <laughs> right, <laughs> off with his head, kind of thing. I mean, she kind of does that and then regrets it, but you know. Um, also, I we got another voyeuristic sex scene in this. <laughs> story where like that's a thing it's a robin thing honestly i think that i think that robin just doesn't want to write a sex scene from the point of view of the people having sex i'm okay with that yeah like yeah i mean we saw the we saw the fitz and jenna scene yeah i'm good know she knows her strength and she just she decided to move the point of view over a little you know we saw we had a couple voyeuristic scenes in uh the dragon keepers uh story yeah yeah Yeah, it's that's a theme (laughs) (laughs) uh what do we think about all these names we've got some really great buck names caution I think does, the, them... does our theory hold out that everyone always ends up the opposite of what their name actually is? Well, I was going to say it's a stupid name. Seems like none of them actually like uh, lived up to their name because the queen yeah. capable wasn't very capable of like raising a decent child, and Viral only had one headstrong daughter. He's not very virile, is he? Uh, obviously, <laughs> like Caution is the opposite. Um... Lossler did lose though, so we'll give that to him. <laughs> he's like i did nothing Which, wrong and i'm dead and, and you lost you still lost. and lostler rhymes with hostler so oh. still, there. still doing the thing still i just want to point girl. out i want to point out that he doesn't he was not necessarily from chalced he was a slave from chalced yeah yeah so. big difference yeah, he didn't difference. Have the, we don't know where this guy was from. Yeah, he didn't have the blonde, chalced, you know, like sharp featured look. He didn't sound very Chalcedian when they described him. Right? Like, I, it just, it just, just because his, his, the man that owned him was from Chalced. <laughs> right. Something else that confused me was these are supposed to be farseers, and there's a lot of like talk about paleness of skin and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. her skin was like the moon so i'm all i'm all confused and this came out later yeah i i was actually paying attention to that too while i was reading and i believe that it i believe that the that lossler was referred to as being darker i have to find that yeah i feel like that's right yeah i, I remember well that. where was where was capable from 
Right. I feel like because capable Cause she was been not farseer. She could have. Yeah. Maybe she was from Tilth or something, but she wasn't like a buck. Hold on. Elena, I just saw your text message of the picture of your drink. <laughs> like I said, it's discreet. Not discreet. <laughs> oh my see. god. <laughs> Is that just in your cup holder? Oh, yes. here we go. Queen Capable was radiant in an elegant gown of green and white that set off her dark eyes and hair. King Viral was dressed in a whale-tailored buck blue as was fitting and the little princess was naked as the custom decreed so where why never don't why did uh fitz was never uh i guess because he never got a real name yeah yeah let's see princess caution was a six weeks old curly dark hair yeah very vague so felicity says more than once that she is corroborating what this first part is her story but she says more than once that she's just corroborating stuff that redbird has said and redbird is always honest do you think she says it like three too many times she says <laughs> she does say a lot a lot yeah like enough to where it's like okay clearly you're lying <laughs> but what would she be lying about in the first yeah section? i mean it's all pretty horrible like what is <laughs> she trying to make herself look better or worse <laughs> maybe maybe she did try to seduce Lossler. Maybe you know, like there's there are lots of things that you could leave out that are... I don't think she's got I don't the... feel like she would seduce Lossler. I don't think she's got the balls. I don't know. Or the interest. So yeah. we are we're we you, you guys are comfortable with the fact that everything that you're reading is the truth. It might as well be, because no one's disputing it. I later. think yeah, I mean <laughs> Maybe she downplayed her, like, burning passion for Caution and the rage that she felt that Caution was having a relationship with somebody else. I don't know. Well, I do just you keep going Do you have back. any proof other than it, her so just saying I keep, that multiple times? I keep times? going back to the, the, you know how when, um, oh, what was, what was... What was her name? What was Shrewd's wife's name? The bad one. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, not even wow. gonna try. Oh. It was a pop quiz. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, it was a pop quiz. We read these books every week. Damn guys. it. These, uh... <laughs> he was shrewd and she was just a shrew? I don't know. <laughs> was that desire or was that his It was desire. desire. It had to be desire. desire. Yeah. Because his desire. first wife was Constance. Constance. Yeah, no, it was Desire's definitely Regal's okay. mom. Wow. Okay, so Desire, so so Queen Desire was always like, "Oh, I have more claim to the throne than the rest of you." Blah 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 blah. What the fuck does she mean? Does you think that she's got one of those stolen babies <laughs> in her lineage? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. You never know. Could be. I stole the baby. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, from from a, a kind of literary analysis standpoint, you know, one of the things that uh, you do when you're evaluating the the narrator is like, are there signs of them being an unreliable narrator, and what are they? You know, obviously, like 
saying more than once, I'm being really honest here, and I'm like emphasizing that honesty is kind of a a, a red flag. That, like, okay, like she also paints herself this? in a pretty negative way several times. Yeah, um, but she also uh, makes a lot of judgments about people that may not be true because she's mm-hmm. she's presenting the story of Lossler, even Redbird, as something that she's that like her version is correct right it it is pretty biased like i mean you have to take for granted if you believe this you have to take for granted that everything that redbird says is true like you have to just take that for granted and Mm -hmm. i mean that may not be part two that may not be there are some right and as we get into part two all of this drama between canny and charger it it makes sense but I feel like there were conversations and motivations that are not on the page. There's definitely something that is missed between Charger dying and all the shit that goes down in the aftermath. Um, <laughs> because it, I, I am not necessarily making the leap that what he did uh, justifies the like persecution of the witted. Right. That and also remember that Viral and his brother, not Strategy, what was his name? Strategy. Oh, Strategy. That maybe Viral and Strategy uh, were not, did not get along as well as they thought, right? Because he, because Strategy always wanted his son to be king. So like this could be, this could be politics and motivations that Felicity is just not aware of. Mm Mm-hmm. So, are we ready to go into the second half? Yeah. Okay. Uh, two paragraphs. So, the second half of the story is Felicity recounting the tale told by her bastard son, the minstrel Redbird, who was born because Felicity had to get pregnant so she could nurse, she could A, nurse Cawson's child, and B, try to switch the babies. This story is wild. So, Caution never really admits to anyone who the father is, but everybody knows, and Charger is born with a bunch of birthmarks like his dad, but also because the blood stained him in the womb, which is pretty metal, and I like it. Caution ends up dying early, and Felicity raises Charger and Redbird together. King Viral ends up naming Charger King in waiting instead of the more legitimate nephew because he says that his daughter, being Charger's mother, is legitimate enough. And to that I say, what the fuck, shrewd? So Charger is known as the Piebald Prince. He has his own court called the Motley Court, while his cousin Canny cultivates the Canny Court. And they are obviously rivals, and Canny is probably plotting rebellion or a coup or whatever. No one knows what wit beast the prince has, but all of his friends are witted, and so they all know that Charger is also witted. And it's fine because his dad was witted, and spoiler alert, it's a raven. Everything is going okay, but with some tension until the boys decide that they like the same girl, Lady Within. And honestly, I think this girl gets a really bad rap in the story because she's probably a very normal person stuck between two very powerful and charismatic figures who won't stop giving her gifts in public. But yeah, rivalry. (laughs) So she ends up choosing Canny. The climax begins in a duel that Charger doesn't punish enough people for. A child is killed and in retribution, a ton of wit beasts are murdered. And it ends in a bloody stab to the prince and hacking his body up scene witnessed by an unseen redbird. So Canny can be king. Canny's court exterminates the motley court who are all witted and the belief that the witted are tricksters and thieves and must be drawn and quartered and burned spreads across the land. So anyways, 
Redbird escapes, writes down everything he saw, gives it to his mom, and walks back into Candy's crowning like, I got a song, and is obviously murdered halfway through performing it. So Felicity is now alone, and it's very sad, but she can't go without dropping the bomb that Withan was pregnant via the dead prince, and all the heirs of the Farseer line are revealed to be related to the witted stablemaster, and not the very evil Canny. <laughs> The thing that I love and hate about this story is that as soon as the shit starts to go down when the king dies, he, she's just like locks herself up in a room for a month. Yeah, no one noticed me. <laughs> Don't see me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's legitimately afraid that she's going to be murdered. Right? No, I get it. Motley yeah. yeah. I also like uh, Redbird's outfit. How he was like, you know, he instead of dressing somberly, apparently, he dressed really lavishly in red and black. Yeah, he did red, black, and white. Like a sunburned zebra. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's nice to see. I mean, obviously, she wrote this afterwards, so she was able to weave in all of these, all you know, all of this iconography. But it's like, oh, look, there were, there was Motley in the court. And there, you know, like, there, mm-hmm. like, all of these things that kind of point to, like, the fool is coming or, you know, black and white, like this piebald prince and this piebald horse. And that kind of, like you know, fits in the fool is like a black and white kind of like icon. I don't know. It's cool. I like it. I thought it was interesting to get the backstory of like where the hatred for the witted came from. But I mm-hmm. also feel like things escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was I, like I, I nobody cares with... about witted people and kill them all. Like, whoa. Right? Like I mean, obviously, if there's a campaign against them because you politically need to get rid of the supporters of an heir that you need to get, you know, it's like I, I can see all of that happening. But it, like it seems it feels like Felicity didn't really like pick up on all of that. So she's just like they were bad men who didn't like Charger and they killed him for it because of a woman. And I'm like, ah. well, also, I feel like it actually might be too intense of an escalation to go from like we like these people they're useful we let them openly have jobs like it's not we're not talking one generation we're talking like one month to they need to be murdered like yeah. that's I, I mean I, I get like the print like the canny and his henchmen doing it they have a vested interest in if they're performing the murders like they've got the motivation for it but like the normal people like that's what doesn't track for me that everyone yeah it like became such a people. systemic issue. Yeah. Well, because they used the state propaganda to slander these people. Because who knows? All those people that they killed in court, their family lived around the, you know, around Buck and around around the six duchies doing their thing. And they were probably fucking pissed. And not only do are they mad, but their wit beasts are mad. And who? what are their wit beasts? Rats? Birds? They could spy? Like... If you don't have access to that, you can you can see how they could be of a hugely problematic enemy. Sure, and I, I mean I get the political motivation for it. I'm just saying, like yeah. I mean, common people in general, and I say this as one of them, like don't give enough fucks about like what the fucking rich people in their castles are doing. Like I don't care. 
Like, I don't care about, like, your agenda and your, you know, little petty war at court. I, I don't give a shit about that. Like, my horse that was going to go lame didn't go lame because my neighbor's a, you know, witted guy. And but they like, tell you that, right? They, co- they go out and they're like, look, I got to get rid. It's like, oh, there's about 40 witted people that live over here, live over there, and they could probably be a problem for us. It's like, oh, well, I'll tell all the villages around them that they're making their cows die and they'll get rid of them for us. You know, like... I can, I, I can I mean, see. I can, I, can, I can see it if it happened like over, you know, like a decade or like a generation where you like you slowly undermine the trust. But oh, to I go, see. I feel yeah. like their time went by. It's just that Felicity was writing this after. You, do you see how like at the end she was? You think that she's writing this in real time and putting it away, but she didn't. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like Redbird gave her his his scroll and said, "Okay, I'm going to the, I'm going to perform," and then he was killed, and then she ran, and I think she later somehow got access to the castle and that's when she wrote everything down and hid it because like there's something that she says at the end that i was like oh time has gone by hold on yeah maybe i mean if it was like over a 20 year period you know i would i would buy it a little better than like a 20 day period i mean she says by the end of the month common men and women have been hanged for the offense of being witted so you're right stuff did escalate really quickly yeah and um, yeah, I can I can also see that like we're analyzing this today in our modern society and this is like a you know, a monarch fiction. telling you that right telling you that uh people with magic are you know, doing terrible shit. You know, it's like it's a witch hunt. So I mean mm-hmm. maybe maybe it is maybe it is pretty realistic. I just and maybe it just you know, seems already... really odd reading it today. Already, probably there had been news that, like, the princess was, like, in a relationship with someone who was witted, and now she was alone, and she was having this bastard child. Like, there was probably... Say, I'm sure it started with caution and yeah. Mossler. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess I guess if that had been played up a little bit, like, slightly more, but, like, starting with that, like, the rumors went around that the princess had been ensorcelled by this witted guy, and then, like, it would have taken, literally, it would have taken two sentences to like lay that groundwork so that it made sense that like 17 years later when her bastard son has grown up or what you know 20 years or whatever that that had actually blossomed into this genuine like suspicion yeah and i'm, I'm wondering if because of like the 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 point of view of Redbird, like a lot of the um like when the the horses got murdered and the reactions that were taking place then uh if if not that maybe that in throughout the land that was more of a more of a reaction to that than redbird is saying oh i think this because at the end she says that winter came and then winter ended so it's like she's talking about the passing of seasons so that's why i think she wrote it later um can we talk about how chargers raven attacked canny Stole the crown. Love like, a vengeful. That was the best love part. A vengeful yes, love it. That's hands down the best part of all of these books. It's it's you know it's like the same <laughs> uh, energy as shade, like setting blue fires around the castle, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just something. There's something great about just like a big old fuck you from the animal kingdom. I, I love that. Like everybody starts just running. Like there's a stampede of people afterwards. It's a bad omen. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So when there was always a black bird on the windowsill of the king... He was spying. Yeah. He was spying. Yeah. Yep. Which makes me feel like Charger was much more politically savvy than Felicity kind of writes him as, right? Because it's like, oh, surprise, mm-hmm. he was he was named king and waiting. It's like, all right, well... <laughs> He worked. He worked him. <laughs> Can we talk about I how, mean, like, how grubby Canny is? And just, like, his greedy little grubby fingers trying to get this throne because, like, one kid came out with splotches and he's like, oh, that shit's mine now. Him and his dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they thought, oh, this is perfect. You're going to be king. And then Viral's like, actually... My my daughter is the princess, and she, you know, they, it seems like you don't... This makes me feel like if she had not had a child, or if she had lived, she would have become queen-in-waiting? She was queen-in-waiting. Yeah. Okay, so how come... What's with all the boy stuff later on? What do you what's mean? With all... What do you mean? Is it because is it because Ketrigan is foreign that she's not allowed to be queen? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think it's because she's because she's not part of the line. She's she married into. It's it. not a gender thing if at she, all. I think if, if Shrewd the... had had a daughter, that they would have been queen and waiting. Okay. Yeah. And then also, is this the incident that makes them so ashamed to have bastards because? If maybe if caution I mean, can have it, a bastard a that literally messy. became king, why does chivalry well, have to I mean, abdicate and go live in the woods? I mean, it sounds like I mean, there was clearly some, like. like... Go, go ahead, Jenny. I was gonna say clearly caution was like clearly her parents were like giving in to her and everything. So I I feel like it's sort of continuing on from that. And he, like he'd already lost his wife and his daughter. I feel like. That was a connection for him, and he was like, "All right, I'll just make, I'll just go with it." Well, also, I, I'm gonna point out, and then Eli, I want you to make your point. But like, from a lineage standpoint, if what matters is that kid being farseer, there is nothing more obvious than when it's from a daughter. Like, the paternity is never like, or the lineage is not a question when it's like right, you're right, publicly birthed by the daughter. And, you know, so... Unless your wet nurse switches the baby. Well, that's only if you're dumb enough to, like, not look at your kid like, and, and notice what it looks like. But in this case, Felicity's that wasn't an option. painting was... her child really quickly. <laughs> yeah, I've expected that to happen. Very distinctive. <laughs> um, so, you know, from, that. So, so from the standpoint of, like, uh, the child being a true-born farseer, if that's really what matters for being, you know the next in line to the throne right. like unquestionably the kid is but then caution was tested for the skill to which she had no aptitude so this goes back to the idea that maybe she's not actually a farseer at all and she was she's she's pale as the moon so she was also switched <laughs> she was also switched it's all bullshit <laughs> and they were like it's fine that she has this skin color farseer is really more of a concept <laughs> Eli, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Well, I mean, I was just going to point out that, like, before Caution took her stand and was like, it doesn't matter. I'm the fucking queen in waiting. Uh, Like, she was all over the tabloids. Like, everybody was like, 
she's a fugly skank. What's up? <laughs> so, like, she was certainly getting, like, you know, people were giving her the side eye over it, I'm sure. Right. Because she was obviously pregnant and wouldn't tell anyone who the father is. Yeah, but, like, as soon as she took that stand, it was like, okay, respect. Yeah, that. right? She's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm I still better than myself. you. St- like, big Queen Elizabeth vibes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. My bastard stun is still better than you. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> His father is a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, might as well be, goddamn. No, I have to go back to this. The king and the horse. Joey's like, that. that's what it says anyway. It's like, I just simplified it. I'm like, there is neither a king nor a horse reference <laughs> in, the, in the title. There might be a king implied, possibly a horse implied, but is it a literal horse or a symbolic no. horse? King and the horse. <laughs> I mean, there is a king and a horse in the story, but... I mean, name name not a book title. in this in this world where there's not a king and a horse, right? The king and the horse. That's what all stories are called now. Subtitles. <laughs> if you can't subtitle any of your stories called the king and the horse, then you're not writing the right story. I mean, Live Ship didn't really have. King. I guess he was a pirate Throw him in king. The trash, That's so. this episode's title: <laughs> The King and the Horse. Rachel's been looking for a reason to really truly dislike the Live Ship books, and that's why. There's no, there's no Paragon is a centaur. I rest my king. Oh, right. He's the king and the horse. That's right. <laughs> Paragon is selling us. Uh, what's the what's the fragrance called? Hero. He's selling us hero. No, I don't know, but I stand my king and horse, and it's one being. Oh my god! And so, a boat. listeners, if you have not seen the commercial in which uh, Kylo Ren is a centaur at the end. What is, hold on. I got to give you the correct amount of information so that you get, I mean, I'm sure if you just type in Kylo Ren Centaur, you'll get to a weird place, but. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm curious what place you get to if you type in Kylo Ren a Centaur. Really, I'm typing really it in on place. my work computer. Let's do it. Oh my God. Archive of our own. It came through for me. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so Adam Driver did a commercial for Burberry for a cologne called Hero. And it starts out and he's shirtless and like riding on the beach. And at some point he's riding a horse, but then like light flashes and then he is a centaur. <laughs> so oh my. Uh, it sounds horrifying. It's the greatest thing. It's ever. pretty awesome. I mean, you should definitely check it out if you haven't. It's yeah. definitely like a uh, Zoolander perfume commercial esque, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah, it's, it's like, like they the just... same kind of vibes. They recognize that, you know, perfume commercials are always just so over-the-top dramatic. And normally it's some woman in a gown on a dark terrace somewhere. Yeah. From what to where, who knows? She's on a terrace. You're going to jump over the edge? (laughs) So, yeah. They really just kind of embrace the drama. You know, yeah, because how do you advertise a scent? Yeah. (laughs) A centaur? By giving them a feeling. A centaur. This one smells like a horse and a man. (laughs) but you know there better be a disclaimer not made with real horses because that will kill me if i buy that perfume so So i actually (laughs) challenge all perfumiers i don't know what they're called i I challenge you to base all of your commercials on robin hobb books 
the imagery <laughs> is perfect for you. It's evocative. It's smelly. <laughs> there's pirates. There's horses. There's piebald people. There's, there's ravens. There's, there's veils. There's kings and horses. There's okay, drugs. I do have I do have a question for the pony people in the club. Um, We're ready. If you Always. are riding a horse bareback, are you yeah. supposed to hold their mane to like keep you on? No, you do not have to do that. But are you allowed to? Is my question. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I yes. Mean, All right. My my experience. <laughs> Because there's a photo of him and he's like on the horse and he's got it like a tight grip on a wad of hair on this horse. And okay, I'm like, no, you you, sh- you shouldn't have a tight grip because like what's going to hold you on is clamping on with your with your legs. You should be right. holding on like with your knees and your inner thighs. Now you might hold on lightly to the mane for like balance and a little extra stability, but if you're like gripping the mane, you're doing it wrong. It's it's taut and it's a grip. I think it's because he's in the water and horses swimming are kind of chaotic. So mm. maybe okay. that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, water might be. But different. also maybe it's because he's merging with the animal to become a centaur man. Okay. All right. It's acting, you know. Method acting? <laughs> Method acting. He was becoming one with the horse. <laughs> he right. was spoken to. Anyway, official so, wait, did, official did we, smell did we just Did podcast. we just cast Adam Driver as a law slur? Yes. No. God. Absolutely. <laughs> Sold. I'll be there. I'm with you. I can see it. I reject this. Oh my gosh. With a raven on his shoulder. I I was a Ew. I was a watcher of girls, and I'm sorry, but like the minute he was on camera, I'm like, yes, give me that nose all day. Yeah. No. He's super hottie. No. 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 Yeah. Flip it like a credit card. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I will leave you to that. <laughs> uh, let's go back. Uh, right. So I want to talk about Redbird. I think Redbird is a kind of like underestimated character in this story. Like really yeah. important. The fact that that he that Charger had a brother. Charger had a person who was very loyal to him, mm-hmm. who was kind of the opposite of him. Um, that documented everything who wanted to be he he would he didn't want to be like a pop star minstrel he wanted to be you know the one <laughs> the historian that, a historian he wanted to document what was going to happen with his with his brother um i really I, I really like redbird he had style he was part of the motley court he wasn't witted but he still fit in like mm-hmm. and he seems like a cool dude at the end yeah. he was like totally going against his uh sell out father slash bard master so yeah pretty uh pretty ballsy you should have just found a cat and been like it talks to me (laughs) (laughs) other than you know going to his death and knowing he was going to his death right and he didn't have to do that he could have just like left but he he his own his honor wouldn't do it because that was his brother and he loved him and he wanted everyone to know the truth yeah, like he was he was not a coward, like in in my opinion. No, so I didn't let's, get that vibe at all. No, at all. And yeah. they called him that so many times that he obviously wasn't. So Yeah. yeah. yeah again, Justice whole, for Redbird. How many times well, he do you called say himself it? a coward. Right. But he was wrong. <laughs> he was wrong. I want to go yeah, I do wanna before we move on, I do wanna talk about the incidents that kind of that you know spurred everything so there was a duel 
between some minor lordlings and one killed the other. Um, how did the daughter die? Did she was just murdered? Oh, she, she was murdered after. So in 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 so that so the lordling killed the killed like somebody in the candy court. Then the candy court went and killed all the horses in the stables, which, as we know, for a witted person is like killing a spouse. Their retribution after Charger refused to do anything about it besides be like oh we're all sad and sorry they went and killed somebody in the candy court's daughter and that is when uh Wifflin what's her name Wifflin Wiffin <laughs> that is, is that, shitty is that name. just like wife <laughs> yes the wifey um, <laughs> yep <laughs> wow wow Wait, we should we should call her Wifin her name is Wifin <laughs> That's when she decided, oh, actually, I'm switching sides because I don't want to be on the sides of people who kill kids. So I feel like she, if she had any kind of feelings, she had hard feelings for wit beasts. So. I don't know. I do, I, it, it's all terrible. But does it, does it equal, Elena's right, does this equal generational hatred of witted people? Or was it just an excuse? was an excuse for the candy court but then they just kind of permeated that out into the world which created yeah, the I, hatred for I, yeah I think that the uh, the only way that really explains this to me is if it's you know you got a superstitious people and not everybody knows is in the know about what's going on like the court goss and your your king is telling you that all these terrible things are happening you just kind of go with it or if it's like it's a law and if you yeah. don't if you don't turn them in then you get and the people mm. paying all the bards are singing the same songs you know yeah. it's all you hear I on the radio was... is how the witted are fucking freaks you know <laughs> right it's fox news so <laughs> i i did i did laugh when uh when Redbird was like, I don't want to sing songs about fake shit like Pexies. And I was like, those are real. Right? <laughs> I know. I was like, Dragon Do not get Pexies it twisted. Like... The motherfuckers will watch you in your sleep. <laughs> shit is real. Yeah. Don't um, sing about them, actually, because, you know, you never know what could happen. You never know what's it's going good... to attract them. <laughs> yeah. Good choice. More importantly, actually... though, do you think that Canny went up to Whiffin and uh, hit on her by going, you look like whiffing material. <laughs> Gross. I want to get a whiff of you. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> no, that's what that Kylo Ren says to us. <laughs> His big nose. Jenny. Yeah. Jenny's Alyssa, if Alyssa vocalized all the hatred of what we were saying right now. <laughs> you know, smelling isn't touching someone, so I'm kind of this is fine. All right, we found a loophole. Just... I'm there. I'm with him. <laughs> it's just Adam Driver, not a fan. So I love him. Um, are are we are we good with to whip it to or... Um, I'm good with the storyline. I do have a macro level comment, the... but sure. Um, what was Jenny? What were you saying? I was just gonna say, do we want to talk about? Do we believe that that the baby was 
Mm. Well, I mean, the the birthmark was the same. Oh, hells yeah. I do want to go back to my original comment where I think that, like, do we blame this incident for there being wit in the Farseer line? Because Fitz is always like, oh, it came from my mother. It came from my mother. And, like, it seems like a lot of people were witted. I think it's fair to say it could have come from either side, but... Yeah. Maybe it's a recessive gene and it took both. And that's I think why there's witted it. people all over the fucking place and nobody yeah, wants and to it talk was... about it. Yeah, agreed. I don't necessarily know, think it was like all... It all comes down to Caution and Lossler. No. I'm just, I think it helped. I do I do see I do see that theme though that sneaking that theme that the the witted come from childhood. Yep. I, yeah, I, I, I yeah, do, I know. I see you there. I see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. Well, cuz of Burich. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Burich's family and that was also a horse. Maybe it's just horse witted. <laughs> All the horse witted <laughs> from the horse lands. Yeah, Charleston. well because it was very clear there were a lot of witted from, like, that that were just local get had been there the whole right? time. Goose people, well, I sheep mean, people. Was Burridge's grandmother actually Chalcedian, or was she just a slave in Chalced well, from that's, elsewhere? That's what I said about Lossler. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Exa- yeah. I mean, Burridge was blondish. He was not. Was he? He was. I guess he had like reddish hair. Yeah, he was supposed. To, he wasn't. He didn't have like the dark hair, right? Oh, really? I don't, I don't know. know. I just. All I the always picture him as Hagrid. Up, Hagrid so. has dark hair, so. <laughs> I think he had like reddish brown hair. I picture. I picture what's his name? Khaleesi's uh, boyfriend, not boyfriend. Jogo. No, the other one. The other one. The guy from Jaria? Bear Island, Jenny. Jora? Jora. Jora. Serhora. My brain has violently expelled all Game of Thrones knowledge. Yeah, it's no amazing. Shit. I Damn. drew him with reddish brown hair. Although he looks kind of like Ned Stark. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, he's supposed to you be hot. Boromir? So. <laughs> yes. Looks kind of like Boromir. <laughs> As a Actually, probably more right? boring. We were competing in trivia not that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> there's only so um, much. I, I did go back to my. I, was I did go back to my clutch. old Sporkle quiz of the top 300 characters in Game of Thrones or A Song of Ice and Fire, and yeah. I did finally get all 300. I was I was sad. never oh. the clutch member of the team. I have to say, you were only there for ships. I could do ships. Ships all day. <laughs> And really only three ships. I was there for lists. (laughs) How many questions were there about fucking ships? (laughs) So we didn't get a lot. It's a useless skill. Uh... (laughs) So macro level comments. Okay. So my my macro level comment was I thought I liked reading this story after reading the last set of short stories. Because it gave me good perspective on minstrels, on pexies. On um, <laughs> uh, just the crazy, the crazy fucking lengths people in this in these lands go to. Um, I think it's like 
and and how often they kill children or at least plot i mean it it was it was not i mean barring the killing children it was nice to be back in buckkeep to be in the walls again you know like there's that part where they were like how did he get in the garden without anyone seeing right it's like yeah i know (laughs) beast magic that's how beast magic beast magic magic. fucking turn into smoke Beast is a, yeah, smoke is a beast. It has nothing to do with a servant staircase. Like, no, there's only one way in and out of this castle. It's the main entrance. <laughs> like, no. And he was in the he was in the he was in the the women's gardens, the scene of so many so many important things. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just nice. It's nice to be back home. Uh, are are we are we good on on this, this short story, we can move on to her father's sword, which is shorter. Yeah. So. And utterly depressing. Oh, God. Extremely e- depressing. Even more depressing. Yeah. God damn. I was I just like, was necessary question mark? Like, <laughs> did, did we yeah. need this story? Her father's sword uh, is a short story, and it's part of a, the Book of Swords anthology from 2017. So this is actually published after the Fits and the Fool trilogy. Um, edited oh. by George Martin, featuring stories by all of your faves, including C.J. Cherry. So, look, you should buy it. The Cherry Tale is set during the Redship War, which is during the first trilogy, if you don't remember. And it follows Tora of Smokerscott. Her father and many of the people in her village have recently been kidnapped during a Redship raid. While her and the survivors eke out a survival plan in the remains of their village, Fitz shows up with his baskets of bread shout out to sooty uh to warn the people that their loved ones have been forged and to prepare for the worst uh they don't believe him and tora is looking forward to her father's return so her family can stop sleeping on the floor at their neighbor's house uh, because she doesn't like him her mother has traded their last valuable possession which is her father's sword from his time as a buckkeep guard in return for their sleeping places Tora's father is a fisherman and from her memories not a super affectionate man but her younger brother is also developmentally different and Tora resents living on the charity of others and just wants her dad to come back so her life can go back to normal. Tora's father and the rest of the village eventually return. They are indeed forged and that goes about as great as you would expect. Um after her father kills their neighbor uh, and causes Tora to inadvertently stab her own mother, he <laughs> devours all the food. Um, and then the tale ends rather ambiguously when Tora, grabbing the sword, follows her father into the night after declaring that she can help him. That's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Probably um, my favorite part of this story is when Tora hears a description of what a forged one is and just goes, oh, that sounds like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad, right. She's like, she's like, oh, well, he's just the same as he always is. So, I mean, maybe a little bit it's more fine. demanding. Comes back the same. Came back the same. Um, yeah, so uh, we do have content warning. There's murder and rape and flinging babies over the sides of ships and undead. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a um, lot. It was a lot to take in in a very compact chunk of pages. Yeah, I mean it's kind of weird because it's like this again. This was like this is technically the last bit of of 
the realm of the elderlings that I ever got to read because it came out in 2017. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and it's awful. I'm like, I'm going to get to go back. And then like Fit shows up and you're like, oh my God, it's Fit Chivalry. And, and like, <laughs> I will admit I was really, really optimistic about this until like even like maybe one page into the forge people showing up. And I was still like, oh, you know what? This is really cool. We're going to get, like, a whole bunch of Forged Ones interactions. It's going to be a lot of, like, interesting stuff we haven't thing? seen before. <laughs> and then immediately I was just, like, horrified the whole yeah. the whole second half. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when Fitz was on his way home from this is when he found the baby that, that was being devoured so oh god yeah i mean i feel like this is not a great time (laughs) i feel like the execution between that scene and this story is like what i keep like going back to in my head because that was terrifying and awful but also like i remember it as like oh that was like a like a really exciting terrible thing i remember happening and this I feel like the execution, something about it, I don't know. Like, it just didn't feel, I don't know. It didn't feel, it didn't ring true to me for some reason. Well, because Tora is not acting. Like, she keeps bouncing back and forth between, like, maybe, like, kind of like, almost like an adult coherent thinking. Like, she looks at other people and says, why are they why are they caring about these like obviously these people are forged and then bouncing back to like oh it's just my dad i can save him and her parents are but being But there's something off about her the whole time. It's like remember when she's like it starts out where she's on she's at watch, right? Mhm. And she's like, well, I guess I'll just sit here until I'm relieved of watch and no one ever comes and gets her. And instead of being like mad about it, she's just like, I'll just sit here until he comes back. And then like Fitz shows up and everyone shows up and then the guy who's supposed to take over is there. And she's like, it's your turn. I don't have to remind you. It's just like she's like. That doesn't mean there's something off about her. <laughs> she's weirdly. No, no. Some people just she's, are not assertive. <laughs> she's weirdly disengaged. And I obviously something terrible has happened to her. And like, yeah. you know, they mm-hmm. were raided and their home was burned. And so she's kind of like, I think, still in. Well, also, shock, her dad shock. sounds like he was probably abusive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Or neglectful. Yeah, I, well, yeah, both. Kinda, yeah. Alyssa yeah. and I were talking about this before, and it, like, almost feels like, like, making the comparison between Forged Ones and, like, the atrocities of war kind of, like, make you forged. It's kind mm-hmm. of what this, like, because everybody in this story is so shitty. Like yeah. everybody is so bad. <laughs> well, even even Fitz is just kind of like, well, I told you. So. Well, I mean, we <laughs> all know that he's dark not like <laughs> emotionally quite all there. Yeah, I did enjoy the fact that. Well, first, I enjoy the fact that when he shows up, he's just like, "Somebody take this child." Yeah, <laughs> I don't want God. it. <laughs> I yeah. did then, appreciate. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. Go on. I was just saying, and I I liked. I mean, obviously, we're just talking about how she's really sort of detached and disengaged, but I, it was interesting getting fits from somebody else's perspective because we don't really ever get that. Aside, from I did really like that, even though it was but, for like a blip. It was like, oh, but it yeah. was funny when she was like, 
He look, I look, feel like he'd probably be handsome if, you know, he didn't look so fucking horrible. Yeah, if he didn't look mangy. <laughs> As she twirls her hair. Yeah, he'd be pretty hot if he wasn't like a fucking asshole. <laughs> where, but where was Night Eyes? Come on. He was hiding well, out in the wings. I was wings. trying to figure out like, when this exactly took place. Like a wolf it's... isn't just going to like roll up into the thick of it. He was, oh, yeah, he was saying... ghosting about. I never met Night Eyes, and I definitely like read some of the forged stuff in the whatever section of that um, first trilogy that I did read. So, I well, because I think because Night Eyes doesn't show up until book two. You're right. So this could be this before maybe Night book Eyes. one. Yeah, yeah, this would be book one. I like when they were like. And then he was a cub, and he was in a shed. Trip yeah, you're somewhere. right. You're right. Yeah. When um the crowd was like. You're a fucking greedy bastard. I saw them bread loaves in your bags. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, it's poison. You definitely didn't want to eat that player. I really wanted somebody to just like fall over sideways right on the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the of greedy s- motherfucker? So and so had diarrhea the next day and right. or something like and that. Then I shit his brain out. <laughs> Four days. Well, when when she first discovered the extra food at the neighbor's house, I thought that was going to be the the poison bread. That Wasn't she stole that so weird? Was why? Wasn't that? Why was that an issue? That was so bizarre <laughs> at the time. Like in the middle of this forged one, like killing people in the house. She's like, "You had food." <laughs> Is she, well, is she like 13? Or is I she have like lasted an hour. If you really hate somebody, like you're going to call him out when you get to call him out. So he was telling her that she was a waste of a human because she didn't want to take care of their bitch ass kid. And so she's like, no, don't try to make me feel guilty when you're a piece of shit. And I yeah, can't but, blame her for using that as an opportunity. she's yelling at the wife of someone who just watched their husband get throttled to death by this really crazy care. deranged I, I person think, i no, think i, I would have done the really same detached. thing i think i would have i think i still would have yeah. it just seemed out of place to me like murder and like zombies she hoarding she food. just stabbed her you know, mother just but the best part is she then lies to her zombie dad about how much food there is and she's like no we ain't got nothing <laughs> There's, you ate it all. You ate you ate everything. Yeah, and then she, like she becomes she's the aware. of food. She's aware, well, she but she still she still wants to like go follow him into the dark and be like, "Hey, Dad, I got your sword." <laughs> well, okay, so this is the yeah. So obviously, ending. we yes, have to take a poll. Kill him? Does she kill him, or does she just go out to be sacrificed with the rest of them? Or does he kill her? Well, that's what I mean by sacrificing See, herself. Yeah. Like she's gonna die. Yeah. When she says. I'm going to follow a strong man. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure she was talking about Fitz and that <laughs> daddy is done so. <laughs> but then it was just like, oh, you forgot your sword, yeah. Papa. And that's exactly, that's... <laughs> and your credit card. So my, my vote goes to the latter. Like, I fully think that she just went out and was just like, hey, daddy, love me. I'm good enough. I'm strong enough. Please just still love me even though you're a zombie. And... And then she he off, she did yeah off, she yeah. did not kill him. He, but he took the sword and then stabbed her with it. Yeah, I don't think she it. stood a fighting chance. I don't. She you know like she talked about how she could like kind of lift it. Like I don't see her being able to go up against a force. Wait, one. even if she tried to stab him with it, he'd probably just be like no, yeah, and then take it from her and then stab. Mm-hmm. Her. But I don't think she even tried. Yeah, like, regret. That's, I, mean... I want to see if this village was was. Um... 
mentioned in the book. But, yeah. So. So, I, so, so I actually thought that like that what she was going to do was basically like team up with him and be his human facilitator to like get him into places so he could be like, you know, a a plus uh forged raider and they were just going to go raise hell around the countryside and everybody's going to end up hater but she's like fuck them they all hate me anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever the ending it's pretty dark. Adventures of Tora and Zombie Dad. <laughs> exactly. Yay. Yeah. What's it called? Smoke Scott? Smoke Smokes. Smoker, Smoker Scott. Scott. Smoker Scott. I'm just checking to see if the I also shows like up in the text. I, I think her it. mom was no kind results. of a bitch. Like She was not great at all. She was no, really think... harsh. Yeah. Well there was there was a lot mm. of like this is what happens when you have generations of like downtrodden people who are accustomed to accepting abuse and then giving it unto the next generation, and that's how they they all stay accustomed to accepting it. Um, so, like, like obviously there was a lot of lacking emotional bonds and a lot of like lacking any real kind of sense of family right or like yeah. you get the care. you get the idea that torah wanted her mom to kind of be like we're gonna go and we're gonna rebuild our house and yeah we're gonna, you know like and it seems like it hasn't really been that long but it it also seems like her mom immediately was like we're gonna live in this people's house for as long as they will tolerate us and be mm -hmm. their servants yeah and like I, that's not what torah wanted i feel yeah. like to torah was probably not as close with her mom because her brother clearly was like higher needs than her and so a lot of the mom's focus probably went to him versus her like i don't know mm -hmm. maybe maybe yeah. yeah i just really think there is something to what eli was talking about earlier where these people are reduced to their base instinct because they've been so devastated and they've been devastated in their community and like in their fam family groups and it's just like I don't know. I don't see, like, there's practically no difference between these people and forged people. Right. And yeah. then it Except just creates chaos it's... when they meet. And I think that at the end of the story, t there's no difference between Tara and her father. Mm -hmm. And her father, who is the same as he was. Right. <laughs> yeah. Before he, was. he came yeah. home. And that's the so, thing, He's just too, a little bit like, hungrier. The, you know? <laughs> the, only, the only person who can tell the difference is Fitz. And Fitz is on like a tour of all of the worst things happening in the in the you know in the kingdom right now, and oh his trauma and his like right again we're still feeding it's like remember how Fitz is traumatized remember he's, how he's on he... his own trip to being forged he was yeah. he was only lightly traumatized at that point <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know it, it's it's so much more trauma to go it's it's kind of clever that she that she did this because it, it it's circular right because we've it came out the last after the last book but it reminds us of the first book it reminds us of where Fitz started where he came from and how he felt as a young man so if you're coming off of those of that trilogy you're getting like kind of like slid right back into the cycle of like go back to the first book you know like I don't know it's kind of interesting because that, you know yeah because you decide you need to figure out where this fit in so you go back and start the first book and then read all of them all over again <laughs> and then record a podcast 
<laughs> oh no, she's got us. She's stuck in the circle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it isn't so uh, positive. <laughs> no, not at all. No. There's a part of me that wishes that she had, like, she's going out there to stab her dad in the back or something, but... Yeah, like, but I, I think but you're right. I think, I, think the, she's... I think she's yeah. I think she's done so in like ten seconds, probably. <laughs> I think they're gonna be just fine. I, yeah. I think she is her father's sword. <laughs> <laughs> or you think it's it's gonna be like Shaun of the Dead, where she's just got this like zombie <laughs> that she hangs out. Yes, with. exactly. And <laughs> they yeah. they made it all the way through the Redship Wars, and then when Fitz killed everyone, and like you know, like they all came back. <laughs> Or she walked out after her father, who was too far ahead of her, some other forged one walked up and was like, hey, that's a cool sword, and then took it from her and stabbed her. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's also entirely possible. Like, forged one walks up and goes, ooh, shiny and sharp, let me take Mm -hmm. that from you. I mean, but also, like, they're in a house with food in it, so that's probably the worst place to be, too. So leaving Mm -hmm. is not a terrible idea but following the forged guy not not the smartest thing she ever did i don't know i don't know possibly the last thing she ever did she didn't seem like she had actually done all that many super smart things like including going from um like yeah i see all these people being completely horrible and unlike themselves to like oh but my dad's gonna be different to like hey open the door dad's with me like I yeah. mean, like okay, you live you live in a in a universe where magic exists and like that's a given. But some guy who's like I'm in, I'm the bastard of the king comes in and like there's zombies coming. They're gonna be zombies. Kill them, even though they're gonna be people you love. And then leaves. It's like oh, you weren't that persuasive, Fitz. Like you weren't really painting a picture. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, too, like, they already knew that they were called Forged, so I feel like they should have heard all the stories. I mean, I guess that's what he says. He's like, all the stories are true. I mean, I can't say that myself. Like, if somebody I loved was taken and then returned to me, that I would immediately be like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to stab you. They seem to be more... Well, no, I understand that, but... They seem to be more, like, the biggest effect he made on them was that, oh, you're the bastard. <laughs> right. I can't fucking trust you. You're famous. Because like you don't believe something's bastard. gonna happen to you. You're the reason Chivalry's not here you. and the reason all this shit is happening yeah. to us. Life sucks Chivalry because rehearsed. of you. Yeah. I'm just saying they it it seemed like they didn't understand what Forge ones were going to be like. Even though I feel like they kind of knew, but well, they just the, you know, the minstrels were the first ones to get picked off. They're on the road, <laughs> <laughs> but they—I'm just saying—they knew that they They're were not called the forged. Like they knew what that was. They knew what was going to happen, right. even if they didn't know all the details. But yeah, I mean, they knew of it, but that doesn't mean they necessarily believed how bad it was going to be. Just like COVID. <laughs> it totally is though because people don't believe that it's going to happen until it's happening to them and that's exactly right. how they treated Fitz Fitz is just There's on no... Twitter like please vaccinate I really just want you to get a vaccine so t- vaccination is please murder your family <laughs> yeah. look I'm killing yeah, I'm we'll killing people with you. COVID like 24-7 I just can't work fast enough you got, you're going to get infected <laughs> if you you hang out here any longer 
You know. I mean, at least forged ones can't like forge another person. They don't walk up and like touch you when you get forged. That's true. And think about this: Robin Hobb wrote all this not in a pandemic. What is she writing now? <laughs> yeah, this shit is so dark. <laughs> it's Megan Lindholm's hour, I guess. It's like, oh no, oh no. Play some soothing music. Play it. I think that she wrote this listening to Zombie by the Cranberries. So I met my best friend and at one time we dated. So technically my ex, she, we shared a wall and, uh, in Charleston apartments are a lot of times old houses that are just like split up into units and she moved in and I hadn't met her cause I have a like, don't talk to your neighbors policy. And I had to work at like 5.30 in the morning on Saturdays. And she would come home at like 3 o'clock in the morning on Fridays and sing to her Sing Star fucking video game. And the one song that was on a repeat on their fucking karaoke list was Zombie. I hear that song now and it's like I twitch. I'm like, oh God. I just remember how angry I would be. I'm like, God damn these people on that fucking song. we did need a musical moment on this podcast um uh do do we have anything else to say about this particular story or twas fucked (laughs) well again i I decided to stick it here because i really didn't want to like be like and now we're gonna read this and this is the last thing we ever cover yeah no Um, that would have been i'm sorry i'm sorry that was your experience (laughs) i appreciate you not bestowing that upon us yeah um okay let's do every episode prompts i gotta scroll down oh you know what i need to start doing i need to start doing the little cursor parking lot that you showed me oh yeah (laughs) what is that i sent it to the group it's a place in the um doc google doc where you can block off a little horse corral for all the cursors so nobody's distracting anybody and you park your cursor you click right in there (laughs) they whinny a little bit do you see when I when I highlight yes. a whole bunch? Yes, yes. yes. absolutely. Yes, it's extremely can. loud. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I for me, know. it was a it's it was a fairly light pastel blue, but yeah. Oh, oh and the cursor coral pink. Like my eyes. Uh, for me, it was orange. For me, it's orange. It's really orange. It's blue for me. Uh, anyway, <laughs> every episode prompts this be my crew character introductions and exits. Everybody so introed. Everybody exited. Dizzle cameo. Uh, uh, Animal assists. I mean, wow. Was the horse assisting? The horse? I appreciated. (laughs) I I appreciated the horse in its dying moments, like stretching out and just touching, just being like, yeah. They stabbed him with a freaking pitchfork, uh, yeah pitchfork yeah. that, that, that was awful like god content warning for animal abuse too jesus christ i blocked that out that that detail it was awful um roll the maps where are we and what did we learn we're in the six duchies. still in the in six duchies this whole time in i did have a question is there a duke of buck duchy in i don't think so current times no 
Mm-hmm. I think maybe maybe they got because rid of, of that this for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> they're like this is, causes this some issues. Because well, that caught the, me off guard. But think about it. When Canny became king, he was both the duke and the king, and then that just continued yeah, forever. Kind of just oh, like nipped true. it in the bud, yeah. Yep. Yeah, maybe he was he like, I don't know if I want a duke. Maybe that's when the Duke of Chelsea became the Duke of Chelsea. <laughs> He's like, there's an opening. I'm going to apply. <laughs> yeah, sure. You could be the Duke, but you're separate. <laughs> you're separate. Duke of fucking Chelsea. Um, fashions from Jamelia, other than the fact that the Motley Court sounds like they were stylish as hell, didn't really get any other. Any other. I mean, there were some, you know random like oh he wore a blue doublet and stuff but nothing specific yeah i yeah, mean no, redbird was... and the and the homies they're popping off i, I want to see that some designer show me the motley court that can be your your fall fashion 2021 inspiration mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i want a whole i want everyone walking down to be part of the motley court you can have like little cool little wit beast partners be Awesome. I want like a RuPaul Drag Race moment of that, or that. That would also <laughs> also be good. Use use Spoonflower because quilting squares is uh, a bit. Ask me <laughs> okay. how I know. <laughs> um, okay, so our reminder for next reading section: we are starting the Fitz and the Fool trilogy. The first one is Fool's Whoa. Assassin. I'm telling you that. I'm already sad because I feel confusing. like we go through these so fast and it's going to be over. These, are these really last long. three books these... are fucking huge. <laughs> They're fucking huge. Don't worry. You will be this is, this begging is not like for the dragon it to be books over. Be done in no. like four We're going to be doing this for like another year or something. We'll be crawling through the mud. <laughs> By the time we finish, Whatever you're going to you fucking say. be done with it i feel like emotionally <laughs> when you feel like you're done b is just yeah i there's been a lot of foreshadowing from uh listeners and the team that this is going to be taxing no so. it's going to be really light and fluffy and you're going to be so uplifted i feel that way every time i read with fits it's just he's so light-hearted i really appreciate that yeah. about him <laughs> there will be a smile on your face I do look forward to seeing you guys in about eight months when when they meet the dragons people again (laughs) we'll pull you back for that oh no you're gonna be you're gonna be back earlier oh right we want your opinion on some things is that chapter four Oh, yeah, God. that's Is like it? straight out the gate. Like Whoa, four. are you guys reading the head? Oh my God. Oh my God. Spoilers. So we are reading prologue through chapter four, which is why. I think it's chapter four, if I recall correctly. the chapter titles? All right. Changes. First off, we get. <laughs> Good guess. We have to keep track this time. Okay. There's, we have to count. It's called Preservation, and then the next one is called Arrival, oh, and God. then. The next one's Changes? <laughs> <laughs> We take a shot every time that's a chapter. <laughs> okay, so is it not, is it not chapter four? I don't know why I remember it. I'm being just gonna four. I'm just gonna click on it and think, see what happens. Just go to the end. I'm just Oh, I haven't bought the book yet. I was like, oh my I'm god, just gonna these are so long. You guys, we're gonna have to we might have to go down from five. These chapters are I'm okay with that. I really dislike trying to read one billion pages per per episode, so I would rather shorten it. It's chapter, I think it's chapter five or six. 
Oh, maybe it's six. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so we will be reading prologue through chapter four. We reserve the right to change our mind, but that's that's your guidance there, dear listeners. Well, this, the prologue. Might we'll be, be short starting with the prologue. We can tell you that much. <laughs> maybe ending there we, we, we don't want this podcast to end we so can, we're gonna go down to like just, one chapter per episode well then we're then so we're, we're, we're being, getting like, on other happy. cruise shit so maybe two chapters oh god all right i'm gonna rename this. our podcast is fit sad <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, um this has been Buckkeep radio you can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail and let us know if we can read your email on air. I'm Rachel. You can find me on the internet at Darth Rachel. I'm Alyssa, and I'm on the internet also at alyssameaner.com. Please hire me for a job. <laughs> uh, I'm Jenny, and you can find me at Faceless Party on Instagram. I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay. I'm Ashley, and I'm on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. I've really been upping my content lately because I got a second cat, so you can see more cats on my page <laughs> with a small <laughs> smidgen of some cosplay that I'm working on. Seize the day. Um, I just forgot my own name. Uh, I'm... <laughs> you can find me at Moth Elena. There we go. All right, we'll have you back uh, probably in a couple episodes for just okay. for an opinion. Okay, uh, we'll, work, we'll work that out. We're gonna make you read a horrifying chapter first. I'm I thought Joey to, was I'm happy to read consult. It. Okay. No, I just she has to read it oh, so she knows what we're talking right. about. Right, Joey will summarize because that's that will be great. Um, <laughs> is Joey so? Is Joey going to join us for the next books? Joey's back. Joey is back. Joey's the return of Joseph. Joey will be coming back. Yeah. Me and, me and Joey plan tag team on this, so I'm passing the baton over to him. I'm ready. Gosh, right. I can't wait. His chapter recaps are so special. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. I mean that genuinely. That's not me being a jerk. I mean, like it is. I get I'm... cramps in my sides listening and laughing. Yeah, I remember. I'm, I'm very much the looking times forward he stepped to the in for, like Malta chapter. chapters. They're they're pretty epic. <laughs> We're going to do spoilers next, so stick around, spoiler crew. I'm just going to read a couple emails and answer them. And I guess we'll I guess I should go back on the spoiler crew, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be part I'm of not. the club? Part of the Motley Court? Yeah. Oh, I don't get to be Ooh. in the Motley Court? Yes. Fuck you guys. <laughs> no, you're in the Canny Court. <laughs> I don't want to be in Canny's Court. He's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. I'm trying to find how to hang up and I just can't. <laughs> My phone is not recognizing that this is actually open at all. Okay. Alright, bye you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. non-Martley Court members. <laughs> I guess I'll I guess I'll stick simply because I'm hosting the room. <laughs> oh, that's true. I mean, I'm okay with spoiling you, Elena. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah I'm you're gonna hear some shit. Yeah, the the odds of me ever reading the rest of these books are like 
so low, and it's going to be so far into the future, I'll have forgotten it anyway. So, All right. Uh, yeah. There's oh. some things you'll never forget. All right, dear <laughs> listeners. Elena's about to hear some shit. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> okay. The first email from Dylan is called, I'm so upset. <laughs> Excellent. Are any of the rereaders struggling with the Molly pregnancy chapters? Knowing that she is pregnant with a three-parent white baby makes the plot line. I'm sorry. <laughs> the fact that, the fact that Elena is listening to this is amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> this is what you're going to have an opinion on, by the way. Okay. Knowing that she is pregnant with a three-parent white baby makes the plot line where Fitz thinks that she has dementia so upsetting to read. On the first read, just knowing she had dementia was heartbreaking in and of itself. But knowing that Fitz is now wasting years of their relationship thinking she is losing her mind is just tragedy compounded upon tragedy. It feels like the kind of miserable quagmire that only Fitz could find himself in. And I know that y'all aren't the biggest Molly fans, but how are the rereaders on the pod coping with this? Well, I haven't reread it yet, so... So, yeah. <laughs> We're not, not coping. coping yet. <laughs> but um, I feel like I'm just gonna laugh. Ugh. No, it's... Call a, if it's a moron. It's a huge injustice because, like, he's our narrator, and then I really don't like that that's what the audience is presented with, and that, like, we're supposed to think she's crazy. Which yeah. is... Which is not. I don't like that at all. I just remember cringing, like, so hard throughout all of it and like grasping onto every little thing that i liked like oh he's hiding in a secret room right now i love that ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> it's, my, it's so great right he's in the wall he's writing very small on a parchment at night and then he's Amazing. probably gonna burn it don't you feel yeah, glad I... for fitz he's in a big house now finally god and after all of the things that like he's seen and done that he just doesn't believe her the I do like the fact that we get a map of Withy Woods, even though we never got a map of Buckkeep. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do like the map of Withy Woods. Um, I think also I deal with uh, retroactively hating Molly from the very beginning. And that really helps me deal with the fact that she's completely sidelined as a character. And, yeah. And... Because I, I just don't care. And taken out There's early no and treated kind of super crappy and... Yeah, I don't remember how I felt about it the first time when I I don't know my hatred of Molly was not quite as high. I I just rem- I feel like I was sad, but also not that bothered. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I went in being like, "Oh God, fucking Molly! I gotta read a story about his happily ever after <laughs> with fucking Molly." So, <laughs> you know, it's not like I. I mean, we've talked yeah. about this so many times before, but like, I I don't hate Molly. It's just. Like, that's not the story at all. She, she can't help where yeah. the part of the story that she exists to. Right. I push mean, like, forward. Molly is not a bad, necessarily a bad character in and of herself. Right. It's just that the role she plays in the story is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's surrogacy. <laughs> and then she, she dies. <laughs> like, okay. Uh,. Yeah, looking old and busted, and then Fitz is like, I'll shave and look 30. It's great. Um, I'm going to move on to Dylan's other email that says, that is titled, Bee's Tongue. Oh, God. Oh. 
<laughs> Until we never change. Hi, BKR. First, I just want to say thank you for taking a hiatus. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> All right, I'll quit talking. Okay. Y'all read a lot faster than me, so this is giving me a chance. I'll oh, good. To good. Get a lead. <laughs> Do you know why B's tongue needed to be freed? I assume she couldn't talk because, like, I don't know, the tendon or something under her tongue was too short. Like, an opposite of Gene Simmons situation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But why? Is that ever elaborated on later? I don't remember. Did the fool or Prilkoff experience this? It just seems like this weird thing that happens and isn't really dwelled on. Kind of like Lefter being a Kuprus now that I think about it. Thanks, Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like we did hear about the fool. I feel like was that after the fact, or yeah, was that it, during his I, time? Yeah, I also feel like we that heard about week. the fool like develop developing late, and I don't know if that necessarily means that he had the tongue thing. But I mean, the sniffing of the tongue sounds like a cool prophet thing. Yeah, totally. Because it's like if you're too small, then like what you say could affect things before you can control what you say. You know, like before you yeah, it's like a christening. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think it's more, like, symbolic. Um, but, yeah, I think it's because the tendon is... Technically, it's because the tendon is too tight. That's, like, something that happens to people. Yeah, I mean, that... Yeah, that, hap- that, that happened to me. I, the, oh, the, yeah? The orthodontist offered to snip the... Whatever the, the thing is under your tongue, so you can... That's why I have my lovely lisp. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, oh, so you're saying that if you got this done, you could like spit some prophecy at us? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Elijah. No, I, I was told that like you know if it ever affects your ability to speak, you should you know get get a little. I, th- I follow little... someone on Instagram who recently got it done as an adult, and it is making them lisp now. Oh well, <laughs> because they got it done. Well, this is just. I, I feel like I'm fine. I like I I I like me. Anyway. Oh, you've got you've got something oh. in common with B. That's cool. <laughs> uh, Little hive. Yeah, I don't. I think it's really just more symbolic about like yeah the prophet coming into their power and like understanding their power and yeah. also the fact that B has to write everything down and and build a whole communication outside of speech. Uh, that becomes important later so uh elena how do you feel i was gonna say are you suitably horrified by this information uh i don't fucking know what you guys are talking about so i'm just like whatever i'm here keeping the room open anchoring that space boom um yeah we get a new point of view actually elena Ah, okay character named b so we finally get out of Fitz's head. Hooray. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. Um, we'll talk next time. We'll be, we'll be in, we'll be there. We'll be in the final. We'll be trilogy. older. We'll be older. We'll be tired. We'll be. Be beloved. Be. <laughs> be, 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 be. Baby, 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 baby. I'm calling now. I'm just gonna do that. (laughs) (laughs) 
are we guessing the nicknames? If, uh, when, when, you know, a year from now when she comes back and listens to the uh, spoilers, if she didn't think about that, she's going to be real mad at herself. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? That was so good. <laughs> All right. Uh, talk to you guys later. Thank you for reading these books with me. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's fun. Bye. Bye. As you escape. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>